Wait, I saw you have like a little store. Yes, I haven't been there yet. Why not? It's like called the know. Valley Store or something. I'd live down in the valley. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't had a reason to go there. Well, I always say that our lake should get a little like general store. You should. Right? It's like so annoying to go like all the way out. You, they should just put it in the middle of the lake. Like a floating? Yeah. And if you need it, you like call it up and it like paddles over to you. <laughs> Yo, you guys should start a general store and deliver on the lake. Maybe and in the winter, you deliver Laura. on ice skates. Laura. Well, I'm not going to text her now about it, but I think that's a good idea. Well, uh, so Bob and AJ want to start a border patrol. <laughs> Because nobody's actually, like, allowed in the... And with this whole thing going on, so many people have been driving back there. And, like, they'll park their car and, like, go and hike and stuff. But there's, like, tons of trash all over now because everybody is just... Oh, yeah. So they're pissed off. I'd okay. be pissed off, too. So... Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, so we didn't even start yet. And you're already breaking shit. What are we supposed to say? Well, welcome back to our channel. Welcome back to That's Abandoned. Oh, I have logos for you to look at. It's about fucking time. And uh, we're back recording. Post-coronavirus, well, we both survived. In the middle of coronavirus, still. In the middle of the coronavirus. But with new equipment. I'm pretty sure I had it. Mid-February. Great. I'm pretty sure I gave it to everybody at Jade's birthday party. I didn't have it. Because I was still sick. Remember? I didn't get sick, though. No, I know. But... So you didn't give it to me. Yeah, true. But I was so sick. Yeah, I know. And got tested for the flu, came back negative, negative. You're like, oh, it's just an upper respiratory infection. It's really bad. Sorry. But my doctor hugged me when I went. He literally hugged me. And so I, like, got sick on a, like, Sunday into Monday. Woke up Monday morning and I was like, oh, feel good. But I already had a doctor's appointment that day for my anxiety, but it was like my general doctor. So I was like, whatever, I'll just mention it when I get to the doctor. I ended up leaving work half day because I felt so shitty. Excuse me. And go to the doctor, do my whole anxiety thing or whatever. And then I'm like, oh, by the way, like, it's really hard to breathe. And he's like, oh, like, let's just test you for the flu since it's going around. Like, I had a, a low-grade fever. My head was killing me. The flu came back, whatever. And um, he's like, oh, it's probably just something, like, bronchial. Like, you'll be fine, or it's like a bad cold. Then he hugs me goodbye. That's weird. Why would your doctor hug you? I don't know. But apparently this specific doctor I've heard from a lot of people is very touchy. And, like, people won't go back to him because of that reason. 
Yeah. Like, it's, like, uncomfortable touchy. I mean, it, I would, it didn't bother me. I was, like, whatever. Because I was talking about my anxiety, so I kind of did get a little upset, and I was, like, I don't know if he's, like, trying to console me, or... My doctor, my anxiety doctor gives me hugs sometimes, so I guess it's not that Yeah. So... Whatever, I was, he probably got corona from me, but that's besides the point. Um, and then a week later, I still felt like shit, so I went to, like, the CVS Minute Clinic, and that's when she was like, you just have a really bad respiratory infection. And then come to find out, like, everything started two weeks after that, like, we shut down and stuff, and they basically have said, like, oh, if you've gotten sick from November to February, and, like, it was undiagnosed and stuff, it was... I have to get tested for the antibodies, because who knows? You should. I know. Do you ever watch um, Laura Cleary's videos? Laura Cleary? No. The one who... Her husband is British. They have a baby now. What? No. She reminds me of you so much. Really? She just got tested for corona. That's what made me think of it. Oh... Jay just texted me and she's like, is this the candle you got for Chrissy? Because she wants to buy one for her friend. Oh. <laughs> I got Chrissy because she moved into a new place. Where is it? Oh. And maybe they'll sponsor us one day. Cause maybe. It's a <laughs> malicious women candle. And the scent is shit fuck damn. It's infused with scent. Sentence enhancers. And it does say... Wait, where did it, Where did I read it? I think it's on the box. It was like... Where'd you put the box? It's right here. It's, um... Wait, where did I freaking read it? I read it last night to Jade. Oh, it's at the fucking top. Um, it says, my love is like this candle. If you leave me unintended, I will burn your house down. <laughs> That's perfect. I know. I saw it and I was like, this, if this doesn't scream Chrissy, I don't know what does. <laughs> love it. <laughs> All right. So I'll get into it if you want. Okay. I, Chrissy had ha like mentioned something. For me to, to do for research. Um, what? Well, I won't even say it because I'll probably do it next. But I was like, I want to do a little something different. So I kind of did, like, instead of an abandoned place, like something that disappeared altogether. It's pretty recent, actually. Is it Atlantis? It's not Atlantis. Okay. She th she guessed Roanoke, which I did I did play with doing, but I kind of waited till last minute to do some research, so I was like, this is more extensive than what I have time for right now. I'm trying to think of recent. I never. Is it Pompeii? No, oh. no, it's like way recent, like 2014 recent. It's not. It's not really a place either. It's more of an object. I never heard of it until, like, I was, like, disappearance or abandoned or... I just was researching. It's an airline flight oh. that disappeared completely. Like, well, that's exciting. They have no idea where it is. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. 
So it's Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. Um, okay, so the story starts really late at night, March 8th, 2004. Well, I guess morning, because it's 12.41 a.m., Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 departed Kuala Lumpur International Airport. Kuala Lumpur. That's what I said. Or is it Kuala Lumpur? Lam- I think it's Lumpur. 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 Where is- it's Malaysia, obviously. You right? were like, no, it's Kuala? not Malaysia. It's not Malaysia. Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur. Kuala K U A L A. L-U-M-P-U-R. Yeah. Okay, so my first sentence, and I can't pronounce shit. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so they depart at 12.41 a.m., heading towards Beijing Capital International Airport, and they were supposed to arrive that morning at 6.30 a.m., so it was about a six-hour flight. There was 227 passengers and 12 crew members. None of them were ever seen again. (laughs) Um, At 1.07 a.m., so just about a half hour after after takeoff, um, the last automated position report was sent to uh, traffic control, air traffic control. And they were over a (laughs) mile... Did you not hear the first time I said that? <laughs> and I, um, they were over the Gulf of Thailand. Okay. Which, didn't know. I'm very bad at geography. Same. I didn't know there was a Gulf of Thailand. I don't know where Thailand is in relation to Malaysia, so. I don't know where Malaysia is. I don't know. There is a prime minister. Actually, you know what? I only One know there's my... a prime Wait. minister because of Zoolander, so... There, okay, so Malaysia, uh, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. I is that Mal- yes, it is. It says okay. it. That's that's them, right down here, <laughs> right underneath China, right above Australia. So it's like in between. Oh, okay, okay. It's like those islands right yeah. there. Um. Okay. At. One nineteen a.m. The last voice transmission from the cockpit was sent to air, was sent to air traffic control, and they said "Good night, Malaysia three seven zero," which suggested nothing out of the ordinary to them. I guess I don't know. I, maybe they once they leave, maybe like they're Malaysian no in that air. What? Maybe they're no longer in the range of that. Right. Right. So maybe they're like saying. Peace out. Right. On to the next. Right. So they didn't think anything of it like that. Obviously, was like normal. Um, which, like I said, when I read that, I was like, "Well, it's kind of sounds sinister to me." Um, up until the lost transmission, nothing seemed out of the ordinary. There was no distress signal, bad weather reports, or any reports of techno technical problems. Um, the aircraft just seemed to have disappeared when it fan failed to land in Beijing that morning. And I f- think they said they didn't suspect anything. Hold on. Until like an hour after it was supposed to land. Like 7.30 they were like, huh. <sighs> that, oh, 
That never landed. <laughs> like, what? Nobody showed up. Get wonder, I wonder what happened. Thinking something might be wrong there. Yeah, like, maybe, I don't know, did they stop for gas? <laughs> <laughs> maybe they got lost? So, yeah, okay, so... Alright, so that whole event happened, and then obviously they have to do an investigation. So there are a few theories on to what they think happened to the airplane. Are you looking at my research? No. Oh. No. Um, so the first theory as to um, what happened to the airplane was that there was a like terrorist on the plane. Right, that would make um, sense. They thought this originally because two of the passengers were found to have used fake passports in the airport to get on the plane. And this was 2014? Yeah. Okay. Kind of like a red flag when they've already gotten on the airplane and they only figure this out after the airplane disappeared. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. Something they should have caught at the security check-in. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, that was quickly debunked, however, because um, all the passengers on the flight represented more than 15 nations, so they've just figured, well, they, they're they not targeting, like, a specific group. And then on March 15th, it was finally determined that the flight took a path of they're supposed so it's Malaysia and then they were supposed to just basically go north to Beijing. Well, f- like forty-five minutes after they took off, they just took an awkward sharp left and went south suddenly. Okay, so. That prompted them to believe that the pilots and aircraft may have became lost and possibly was like, oh, this is where I gotta go. Wait, how do you get lost when you're literally going straight? I don't know. Like, maybe there was, like, a mis- uh, malfunction with some of the equipment and it was like, have you ever, okay. Let's not really go into this, but have you ever heard something with, like, aliens and they fuck up the, like, positioning equipment and then all of a sudden, like, the aircrafts get... No? You're looking at me like, no. Yes. So, like, maybe... Oh, God. It, like, in my head, like, my theory would be, like, it... Maybe something like that happened <coughs> and... All of a sudden, they were like, oh, shit, we have to turn around. Now we're going the wrong way. And then in them turning around, they started to go the wrong way. Oh, I see. Yeah. Like, maybe, well, their positioning stuff failed or it got all fucked up. And all of a sudden, their compass was saying they're going south. And like, fuck, we're supposed to be going north. We got to turn around. Well, I mean, you don't need aliens to have that happen. It could just be like the magnetic field and the earth fucked up in that place. Right. Well, aliens too. I mean, or aliens, uh, whatever. So then they were like, okay, well, maybe then they were flying for four or five hours in the wrong direction, lost fuel, and ended up going down. Okay. Okay, so that was like the second theory. 
Um, however, fast forward four years later to the July of 2018, um, they received a few more answers to how it disappeared. All of a sudden it just popped up. Uh, I guess somebody was investigating the safety report and it did reveal that the planes did steer off course, but deliberately by someone on the plane and flew for several hours after severed communication. So the last communication was 119 to Malaysia. So they think that after that transmission, somebody just was like, Vroom! awkward left turn on purpose, and let's just go. Uh, so that's, it says it most likely happened between 1 a.m. and about 1.21 a.m., which... So they think that somebody was like, yo, you gotta come here instead, and they were like, word and they just went no what okay i didn't understand what so all right so they think that somebody deliberately like drove so the pilot or the co-pilot was either like no we're, we gotta um I'm, I'm going this way this will kind of make more sense in a little bit okay i i can understand your confusion okay okay um so Basically, as soon as that goodnight Malaysia went out, the um, plane took a sharp left turn to the left and south. So southwest. And according to electric, electrical engineer Mike Exner, this included a rapid climb to about 40,000 feet. Now, I did not know this. I didn't know that a plane can't really go to 40,000 feet. I don't know how high that is. I mean, it's pretty fucking high. Yeah, but... I but they like, usually I, fly at, what, 20,000? No, I think it's like 30,000 feet. Okay. From what, I, I mean, I feel like I've been on a plane and like, I mean, JetBlue, which is like pretty much the only airline I fly, they have like the little screens that you can like see where you are, like in the United States and how fast you're going and what your oh, altitude cool. is. And I'm pretty sure like I've seen like 32, 35 tops. But I guess once you hit 40, it's, like, not a good thing. Hmm. So that, um, so he said this basically means that at 40,000 feet, the plane would have become depressurized. Oh, and, right. Yeah. And it would call, cause, cause and accelerate a rapid incapacitation and death of everybody in the cabin. And this is because those drop-down masks, like, you you know, when you do the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the drop-down masks, they are only really good for 15 minutes. You only get oxygen out of them for about 15 mis minutes. Because normally if that happens, then the pilot would just stabilize the plane however they would need to, either whether it's, like, dropping down an ele uh, elevation or... I guess getting through a storm, I guess that can probably right. cause whatever. Um, but, so that's for the cabin of the plane. So basically all the passengers and, like, stewardess and stuff. But the, the cockpit actually has four oxygen masks that can last for hours. So essentially somebody can, like, the, the pilot can go up to 40,000 feet. You're, <laughs> the way you're looking at me can go up to 40,000 feet and they can survive because they have all the oxygen in the world and they're basically just driving around dead people in the back. 
Nice. <laughs> First in the year. So, which is basically what they think happened now, is that they hit 40,000 feet, all everybody in the back, just riding shotgun dead. It's fine. And the pilot and coal are still going. And they were just like, ha-ha. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you'll, you'll see. So, so, okay. Um... Oh, so then a report comes out that the plane did appear on radar radar for the Malaysia Air Force, but nothing was done because it was friendly. So they could see it was going the wrong direction, and they were like, oh, but it's a friendly plane. Like, we're not even going to worry about it. Right. Like, whatever. Um, but that's also, like, kind of like, I don't know if that really happened because they were, they end up looking for the plane in a wrong body of water completely from where they think now it crashed. So it's a whole bunch of, like, just, I feel like people are just trying to come up with, you know, right, like answers, do... but it's not, it's not all adding up at all. Like, everything, they'll be like, oh, this probably happened. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, but this. And then they're like, oh. Yeah, because if they knew... Like, if they saw them somewhere, why would they look in the wrong place? Right. You wouldn't do that. Right. You'd be like, no, but we saw them. We didn't do anything about it, but we saw them going this way. Right. Because I would feel like, I mean, I don't know for sure, but, like, if you are in the Air Force and you're monitoring the Malaysia skies, you would know where planes are supposed to be. You would have that flight map of flights going in and out so you can tell like if you see something like that going the wrong way you'd be like huh it's not supposed to be there well you're saying like if you were in the the air force would know that yeah because normally they would like don't they monitor like the sky like i think they only monitor no fly zones yeah but you don't think like the united states like monitor the united states skies to be like whose fucking plane is that right there uh, yeah, they probably do. You know what I mean? So then, like, Pearl Harbor doesn't happen because then people be like, there's a whole bunch of Japanese planes coming or whoever, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like even if it's a fly zone, you would still want to know who's over that land because that's when shit could happen. Yeah, but then you have, like... A lot of little planes that people like random people like yeah like it's not like that for simple. instance like sunset when we go to sunset like all those like little planes where we ate them oh yeah, yeah 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 like so i mean i don't want to say a lot of people have personal planes but it's not terribly unusual yeah yeah in I certain areas anyway like that people would have those little planes that are like have two people in them or whatever and you just fly because you like to fly. I feel like if if they knew everybody's flight and were always like monitoring Well I guess the flight would have to constantly be updated with delays and all yeah, that. Yeah, like if too. you if you're constantly monitoring and you know you're like, why is that plane not why is that plane there that's not supposed I to be know. there? Carol Baskin's husband wouldn't have disappeared. You know who has the answer to everything we're talking about right now? Renee's husband. 
and you know Renee's listening. Renee's husband works in the on the flight tower in Newark. Really? Yeah. That's a crazy. So I bet you he would know job. that answer. Well, Renee, if you're listening right now, I would really like to know what Corey's. Yeah, now is. I'm like really curious. Anyway, back to the story. Okay. Um. So the captain was Zahari Ahmed Shah, and the co-pilot was Farik Abdul Hamid. Um. They had no like previous evidence of abnormal behavior or tension in between them, like they did, and they didn't have like bad blood or anything to where like maybe he'd be like, "Oh fuck you, I gotta take that plane down." You know what I mean? That would How- be pretty crazy for a commercial pilot to do. To yeah. be that irresponsible. Well. So, um, Captain Zahari, at the time, was personally going through some issues. He was in the midst of a divorce, which led to some really weird behavioral reports from, like, co-workers and just, like, friends and family. They said he used to pace in rooms alone for, like, hours. Uh, he would hook up with all these flight attendants. Like, the- oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, he even obsessed over two internet models who were, like, way his junior. So maybe he had just, like, lost it and decided Yeah, to like, maybe, like, a mental breakdown. So I guess this is, like, the new thought processes now is, like, this guy just lost it and he was, like, suicide mission so uh once they dove more into zahari after like figuring finding all this out it was actually revealed that in his pilot simulator he experimented with um a float profile that pretty much matched what happened to flights 370 like that route a what profile a a uh, flight profile so like a flight path like so i guess in all right so i guess pilots i don't know if like they have to do like a certain amount of hours maybe like on a flight simulator i'm sure they do yeah so i'm sure they could kind of put in like i'm gonna do this flight like i'm gonna do this malaysia to beijing flight and basically, like, on the flight simulator, he, like, made a sharp left turn like this flight supposedly did. So Why I was like... Why would you let him fly that flight then? I... They probably didn't check until after... Because they said they started to look into him once people started coming forward about his, like, weird behavior up until this point. So, like, he did that because he didn't know where he was supposed to be going or because he meant to do that? I think because he meant to do that. Like, why else would you be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna nix this north and just go this way? Well, why would you do that on the simulator, though? Maybe because he wanted to see how long, I don't know. I don't know. Good question. Wouldn't you be like, y'all, I'm gonna play it safe on this simulator so nobody thinks that I'm gonna do something Probably, crazy? Probably, yeah. And then you why would, would do you something like, crazy? be like, I'm gonna simulate my suicide mission. Right. Right. Why would you do that? Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, even the idea that Zahari may have committed suicide through plane crash is just a conspiracy because the wreckage 
aside from like a few very small pieces of debris that washed ashore, it washed ashore in, 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 in. Like Madagascar, basically. How do they know that that's debris from that wreckage? I don't know how they'd be able to know, but I guess it's small and like not enough wreckage to be, to come to any conclusion. Uh, the black box still was never found. Um, but it did say even with the discovery of a black box, it may be lost because a black box only records like the last two hours. So it like continuously right. like loop records. Um, and they think that probably that's all on the recording. It's just like emergency alarms and like final alarms from the plane. And that's it. But they still, I guess it would be in the... I guess it's no, it's not Indian Ocean, right? Yeah, that's the Indian Ocean. It'd be somewhere in the Indian Ocean, uh. But it literally could be anywhere, and the wreckage was found on these two little small aisles. I don't even know. I mean, it's next to Madagascar, but this is probably something I should have like looked up. It says debris off Madagascar. So most likely in quotes from Malaysia Airlines. So that if they have an idea of where it is, or I guess they don't really. No. It, they just say the Indian Ocean. They have no idea. But I feel like if you could kind of pinpoint some sort of location, if you knew that it flew for four or five hours after it turned off the flight, the flight path, like what? But I guess maybe. But I guess don't you don't know, know for sure that direction. it flew off the flight path. What? You don't know for sure that it flew off the. Flight no, path. you don't. They could have literally just been flying in circles. They could have literally just flew right past it. Maybe they missed the airport altogether, and then all of a sudden they were like, "Fuck, we're out of gas." But I guess at that point you probably would have crashed into like land but I don't know because what if what if all of their equipment went down so okay here's this is what I think if you are on a hike and you get lost you're very likely to just walk around in circles right so if all of their equipment went down they could just be flying they could just be flying in circles yeah until they run out of gas. Yeah. Because how do they still even know that crashed they in any body of water well, right. as long as it's far enough away? And how do they know that they were flying for four to five hours? They don't know that. No, they don't know. It may be based on like fuel level. That was right. like in the plane. They figured oh, they got about this much before they run out. Hmm. That's a head scratcher. I know. I feel like we should add every once in a while like a disappearance of something because yeah, I, I like feel that. like adds a little bit of spice to the abandon. I do like a good disappearance. Yeah. So now, if they know that it's probably in this ocean, why don't they? I mean, I assume they've looked for it. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't they just use some sort of crazy? But sonar like ship? even so, it says that like 
even the United States tried to look for it because there was United States citizen passengers on that flight. So, like, a bunch of nations, which is weird that I've never heard of this, but, um, so a bunch of nations tried to look and find for it, but nobody can, nobody can find it. This is him. I don't know who him is. Oh, the pilot. Pilot. Yeah. Huh. So. When, and when was the latest update in your research that you found? Was July of 2018, basically. I can't imagine being, like, alone. Well, yeah, July of 2018. I mean, they did, like, a remembrance on, um, in 2019, but nothing's really updated from then. Like, I can't imagine just not knowing. No, I know. And you would think by now, like, the amount of technology we have, like, you can't, like, a satellite wouldn't pick something up like that? Or sonar. Yeah. Because, I mean, the ocean's deep as fuck. But... Sonar reaches pretty low. That's how they found the Titanic. Yeah, well, that guy was smart as fuck. Well, get that fucking guy. I know. Where is he still alive? What's what's his name? Guy that discovered the Titanic. I mean, Robert Ballard. Well, he discovered it in 1985. I mean, I want to say that it was 15 years ago, but that's because I relate everything to, uh... It was 35 years ago. Uh, he is 78 years old. He did not die. So they should probably, um, bring him on as a con... I was going to say a consultation. As a consultant. Yeah, Totally. Because it's one thing when one person disappears and you can't find them ever again. But when a whole flight disappears, that's pretty big. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Exactly. Well, so, that's my, the disappearance of Malaysia Airlines 370. And I wanted to update you all. I talked to my mom on the way here, and... Poor Kaya, they think, tore her ACL. Doing what? Running through the forest, basically. Where is there a forest? They live on the beach. (laughs) They have, like, I don't know, little foresty areas. That's why you should stay out of the forest. Meh. Meh. We have to hang those babies. I know. I know. Okay. Right. That's that. Yeah. Well, I want us to look at some artwork. What? For, for our logo artwork. Oh, okay. Um, and I mean, probably don't get on a flight that's going to disappear. Yeah. Don't get on any flights that are going to disappear. Take sharp left southern turns. Or get on a flight with a pilot who may has been suicidal. behaving weird. And is into young models. Don't hang out with men who are into young models, period. Yeah. They're delusional. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's that. Like on, did you see that one guy on 90 Day Fiance? Do you watch that show? I don't watch that show. He, oh my God. He was like, I think like 62, 63, somewhere around there. And he spent like a hundred grand on talking to this Russian chick. I think she was from Russia. I Somewhere like, I don't. That's Europe, right? Russia's still Europe. Yeah. Well, I'm really bad at geography. Like, Ukraine, Russia, somewhere, like, in that area. And she didn't speak English, so they could only talk on this one app that he had to pay for. Mm-hmm. Because it, like, translated for them or whatever. And he went out there 11 times trying to meet her. And each time, she'd come up with some excuse or not answer him or anything like this, he finally met up with her and proposed to her, like, that day. She said yes. I mean, he had a big-ass rock. If I was her, I would, too. And I'd be like, now I'm really gonna disappear on you again. Sell this fucking ring. Make some money. But, yeah, same thing. Don't be like that. And don't be friends with people like that. Yeah, I mean, that's desperation at its finest. And its lowest. Yeah, this poor guy. But, yeah, don't be that stupid. Just don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Don't be a dumbass. Don't be a dumbass. That's my motto. Don't be a dumbass. Shit, fuck, damn. Don't be a dumbass. Exactly. Don't be a fucking shitty dumbass, (laughs) damn it. (laughs) Or a douche canoe. Or a douche canoe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you next time. On. That's a bandit. (laughs) I was going to try to say it with you. No, it didn't work. Nope.